Welcome to a quick mini-sode. Mini-sode. River Heights Radio mini-sode. River Heights Radio mini-sode entitled They Did You Wrong. Today we're going to be talking about Nancy Drew and the mystery of the foreign ideology. Hi Hope. Hello Carl. We recently read The Moss-Covered Mansion and were fascinated by the villain with the foreign ideology and we wanted to look a little bit through the nancy drew stories both as they were and as they are in the originals and the rewrites and ask ourselves a few questions about how the cold war and those fears of foreign agents affected nancy drew and how she was presented to the world we kept going back to the phrase in the moss covered mansion foreign ideologies and we asked ourselves in the nancy drew universe what is foreign what is ideology and how does that change from the original versions to the revised versions mm -hmm. absolutely and it was a rewarding search we found several pertinent uh sources i encourage you to look into any of them yeah i think a lot of what we learned uh, about the nancy drew rewrites is things we've gone over before and things we've noticed but like reframed so we're first going to be talking about foreignness in the nancy drew novels i was looking through the original novels and the rewrites and kind of putting in keywords and looking for mentions of foreignness or america or undercover enemy agents mm -hmm. you know the things you look for in a nancy drew novel i was really interested to find that it does not come up much at all what is foreign in the originals but there's quite a bit more of it in the rewrites yeah we sort of theorized that that might have been because foreigners were not a part of the story or on the radar in the very isolationist 30s yeah when it comes to the originals there's a assumption in the books that the things that are happening are american they're in america and there's not much else to talk about that is the world there is a otherness in the original novels that connects with class at times race but none of it is connected to nationality would you like to hear some of the interesting quotes i found from the revised novels about foreignness definitely anyone who listened to the bungalow mystery remembers how fascinated i was with the black foreign car they just kept bringing it up and that's all they would ever call it the most interesting quote to me was when we heard it was a black foreign car we were suspicious immediately i hear echoes of that with like buy american buy you know buy the american car support america right yeah we see in the revised editions already the foreignness is suspicious especially in a universe where every time there's a car it is specified what that car is it is interesting that this needs no further description than black and foreign in the moss covered mansion we talked about how very james bond the villain <laughs> seemed to be yes i was reminded of an earlier rewrite in the lilac inn also a plot you'd expect to see in a 007 movie more than a nancy drew book and both of these books were some of the most heavily rewritten you remember the shark-shaped submarine yes <laughs> this book says the gang had planned to sell the valuable electronics parts to an enemy agent Again, in these rewrites, and I think very much in the vein of the Cold War, who or what these dangers, these foreign enemy dangers are, is left very vague. 
They're kind of just the every threat. Though I think the Cold War would be the obvious conclusion. Hi, I'm Johnny American, and I'm Gustav Every Threat. <laughs> yes. Purportedly, we had read that the Mystery of the Lilac Inn was updated so much because it was incredibly racist. And I am now reading the original moss-covered mansion. I'm not heckin' far in, but I have read far enough to very much see why they revised it. It is full of uh, gun violence, but also, yes, racism. So the original books might have been far more racist. They took race completely out of the updated versions, or nearly completely, but they replaced that with nationalism. They outsourced our villainy. Yes. <laughs> the Lilac Inn is one of, we read about the Secret Seven, the seven most rewritten Nancy mm-hmm. Drew books. And many of these are very much on our radar for having been changed. This is a bit of an acknowledgement by a character of what's scary in the revised versions. An unfamiliar voice speaking with a foreign accent said, I call to warn you, not try find Carol Whipple or both of you be harmed. I guess uh, foreign for me is Dracula. (laughs) Nevertheless, scary in Cold War America. So basically, in the updated versions, if you're not American, you're suspicious. Mm -hmm. We read a good source by Kate Harper, the physicality of deviance in the Nancy Drew mystery series. And she says... Racial and ethnic minorities almost exclusively play the role of other in the Nancy Drew stories. And as we look at the originals versus the rewrites, again, that becomes American racial and ethnic minorities becoming foreign. So how did the ideologies between the 30s and the updated versions change was kind of the next topic to tackle. We see things like in the Ivory Charm, how Ned is so glad to be an American. And in the Hidden Staircase, we see them being very sympathetic to Gomber wanting to pretend to have an old American background. Sympathetic is one way to put it, but I found it almost condescending. Yeah. Of course, a foreigner would want to pretend to be American. It was very easy to find pseudo-nationalist Americanism in the rewrites where there truly was none in the originals. The originals felt more about how to be an American and the right way to be an American was to have money. It very much connects to the 1930s more progressive media having to change to embody the conservative values that came from a frightened America who was looking down the barrel of nuclear arms. Well, the communism, for example, seemed a lot more tempting during the 1930s when the nation's experiencing a great depression and many, many people are in poverty, it becomes a lot less tempting when there is a strong middle class and capitalism is seemingly thriving. Because war is paying for it. The original Nancy, there's a lot of focus on don't spend your money frivolously, help other people, but don't save them. Like she's going to help other people get their inheritance. She's even going to find two girls her age who are trying to have a chicken farm and buy a dress 
best for them. Mm -hmm. But there are so many characters that Nancy helps out and it's always important that they insist she not help them. Right. They always are like, no, no charity for me. The bootstrap ideology. Yeah. In the 1930s, social activism was a really hot topic. How do we help people? How do we spread the money around? What do we think about the New Deal? Emigrants are in the 1930s bringing ideas about labor unions and fairness and, yes, communism. Things really changed post-World War II. We read in the riddle of the revised novels, Nancy Drew in the Depression and Cold War, uh, that was Rebecca S. Fribish, the revisions were designed to transform books whose attitudes were informed by the progressive early 1930s into stories that fit the very different tempo of the straight-laced 1950s and early 1960s. In fact, not only did Nancy Drew begin to embody those more conservative values, but as the 1960s began, a time that we probably remember as the height of, you know, feminist liberation, almost pushed back against that. You know, we had so many women during the war, uh, World War II, working, you know, we, we all remember Rosie the Riveter, that afterwards, the push to have them become homemakers again, to go back to domesticity was a big one and Nancy was truly part of that trying to show her no longer as just the girl who was out there on her own you know traveling around and doing what she wanted she would have a male companion she would have someone to help her even the illustrations of Nancy in the new books become a younger less serious girl someone who we don't have to say oh that is an icon that's just the every girl in the 1930s female Holly Wood stars were displaying a lot of independence and popularizing ideas of being career oriented. Oh, if you look at golden era Hollywood, absolutely those female stars were bigger than life. But that all changed by the 1950s. It's the kind of pushback we see in politics regularly in which progressivism leads towards freedom and opportunity and equality and when that occurs, there will always be a pushback by those who have been in power to regain what power they can. We saw that after the Obama presidency. We saw that after the 70s going into the 80s and the 30s going into the 50s. One of the things that keeps getting debated is what is democracy? And in the 1930s, that was definitely something being debated. Does that include communism? Can you have a democratic, capitalistic society? or not. So another great source was The Secrets of Nancy Drew, Having Their Cake and Eating It Too by Kathleen Chamberlain. Nancy Drew had liberated readers from the tyranny of giggling girl heroines, but who to liberate new readers from the established complacency of the Nancy Drew series? Yeah, uh, Kathleen's kind of talking there about not just the move from the 30s to the 50s, but the move from the 50s to now. Because not only did Nancy Drew, unfortunately, uh, have some of her uh, vigor and claws removed as an independent woman, but as we see her stay the girl she has been, what do we say now? 
now, as we find ourselves even more progressive, looking at a Nancy Drew who remains maybe not uh, LGBTQ or uh, POC positive, right? And uh, how do we look to carry Nancy Drew, ideally, from our last 30s into our next 30s and leave the 50s in between? One envisions a future in which we don't even need a feminist Nancy Drew because we don't need those feminist messages. She just is. She's just an, a detective. Instead of having to be the girl detective, she's just a detective. Yeah. But we're far away off from that, in my opinion. Some things that right away key you off that these revisions are revisions, like we never have to look it up before we know. Mm-hmm. Aside from like a writing style difference, aside from some very key differences in Nancy Drew's personality, you also have things in the updated version like beamers that can shoot rocket ships down and like you said, a shark torpedo rocket submarine thing. A highlight on American technology and what it can do. And the villains in both of these uh, updated versions are specifically trying to undermine the US government and are... S- specifically therefore being fought by the fbi well and what's interesting about that is this is kind of goes under the radar but the man who built the beamer got his technology from when he was a nasa scientist yes the villains who built the shark submarine got their electronics from the u.s military even though these foreigners have evil and scary technology you can find the source of all of it here in the good old us of a yes because we have the superior technology and we know how to use it for good yeah not evil yes and you've kind of mentioned a similar thing how strength and power are fine in a white rich character Mm -hmm. but if we see those traits in anyone not white rich and protestant i think we talked about this in the ivory charm with um with ray with ray's yeah display of power yeah if if you see those traits in this person we've othered then it's a threat it's a threat yeah so if you see technology which is pretty much the symbol of u.s power during the cold war and very important to us to win the space race and to have all the best technology somebody taking away that power is very threatening there's a lot more need in this cold war society for a feeling of comfort and protection when we read the revised nancy drew the style of writing one of the rewrite authors talked about the specific instructions they received to never allow nancy to merely say something they had to add nancy said kindly or nancy said politely even the descriptions of her kidnapping go from a girl who kicked and struggled as hard as she could to get away to simply a rough hand covered her mouth the sanding down of all these edges allows for a safer feeling for a detective that no longer has the agency to put herself in danger here's a clue in the quest of the missing map there were many clues that this was more of an original nancy and that this wasn't updated very much and one big clue was absolutely that she tackled george wasn't there to tackle she tackled a burglar and when he said let me go or i'll get rough she basically said 
go ahead. I'm not going to let go. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that in the updated versions. Mm-hmm. It's always, even though she tried to struggle, he was too strong for her. Right. In the updated moss-covered mansion that we read, right in the prologue, it says everything. Nancy thwarts the plans of treacherous subversives bent on undermining the U.S. space program. So we know that they have the worst possible motive. We know that they have very suspicious ideologies. And it's reiterated throughout the reveal. It's those foreign ideologies that are to blame for corrupting who was a talented American scientist. I don't know how much we've stressed this. The Moss Covered Mansion opened our eyes to the kind of foreigner fear-mongering we'd been seeing for 18 books because it was so clear. They say of the villain, Fortin had become imbued with the ideology of a foreign power. It's so vague and yet so menacing. What does his assistant say when caught? Fortin had become obsessed with some dangerous political ideas and joined a radical group. It says so much with saying so little. Even his chosen undercover name, Fortin, sounds so similar to foreign and definitely doesn't sound like... Oh, I never even got that. I know, and it doesn't even sound like an American name. It's like in choosing this new identity, he chose to not be American. Well, as we go forward, I know I'll definitely be looking for what Nancy Drew and her mysteries say about America and their foreign adversaries. There are ways in which when we started, I was much more in tune with some of these differences, but it's funny how quickly you can become complacent to a new set of ideals. It's easy to not take the Nancy Drew universe seriously, because in many ways it's ridiculous. But it says such serious things about the society that it mirrors. Almost because it's so ridiculous. Absolutely. Gives stuff away. It gives its hand away constantly Mm -hmm. because it's not trying to hide it it's not keeping a poker face it is what it is hopefully this journey we continue to make sure to examine these ideas well from uh from now until the next cold war (laughs) i'm carl and i'm hope just saying go Go wildcats Wildcats. (laughs) thanks for tuning in to another river heights radio minisode i'm carl and i'm hope until next time go Go Wildcats. wildcats